they call him Ben, and I am calling him. On the phone, I'm calling Ben. On the phone, I'm calling Ben. Because his name's Ben, and he is the guy that I do my podcast with. His name's Ben. Ben Lawrence is the guy that he right is on time. the guy. Hey, Ben. Hey, Paul. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. So, I am sitting here in the podcast pod in the dark the pod podcast the pod the pod pod and as i talk to you i'm going to from the inside of the pod fix some of the pod is that why you're in the dark are you fixing the lighting situation over no, there no no i'm fixing the uh the skeleton of the pod if you will cuz uh <laughs> can't, can't wait to hear that background noise oh yeah it's great You'll love it. It's uh, just me pounding a little bit onto the. Uh, the while you're while you're doing that, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that I discovered something today. I discovered that even though um, tiny twists, those you know, those little pretzels, uh, yeah. even though tiny twists don't go stale, they do go bad. Oh, interesting. There was a uh, there was a bag in the green room, and I think it's been there for a year. And uh, I got a little peckish today, and there's I have no food, so I thought, ah, oh, why not? I'll give it a shot. It's probably those things are probably just so full of preservatives that you know they'll last a millennia. It smelled okay, little off, but you know I I talked that up to the bag. Um. I took one out. It was cr still crunchy. Oh, geez. But the flavor was just slightly off. Just huh. slightly off. So I didn't eat the entire tiny twist. I, uh, I, I uh, threw what I sampled back into the bag, and I threw the bag away. Uh, but I still have that taste in my mouth. It's oh, been geez. about 20 minutes now. Oh, and no. I'm like, I can't. I can't get rid of it. So if I if I die or if I come down with some unfortunate illness, chalk it up to a a, a, a spoiled bag of pretzels. Uh, this would be horrible if this were our last podcast, and the the final <laughs> twenty minutes of me just going, "Who's going to edit it? How did? I don't know how to post anything. This is this is nobody bad. gave me the passwords. So uh. Wow. Um, news. Not a lot of news that I know of. Fortunately. I'm going to tell you something, Ben. I have uh, an alert for my name. You know, back when I was uh, an author. And the alert has started picking up a little bit because of a little thing called a glitch in the matrix. Yeah, in fact, I saw that our local Northwest Film Forum is part of the uh, Sundance circuit, and uh, and I, it's possible for me to buy a ticket to watch your film. Oh, you totally I don't know should. If it's still don't know if it's still possible. I actually hadn't paid attention to the date, but yeah, uh, yeah it's one of the, it's one of the midnight screenings. Apparently, there are many. Oh wait, um, okay, so there was a midnight screening last weekend okay so you which might is have the one it. that you're doing the which is well which is the one that you're doing the q a after uh that one the the one that was last weekend oh <laughs> so i missed it all right yeah yeah um how was it okay so here's here's what i'd say i really liked it now when we talked had i seen it at all no, you hadn't. You were going to okay. watch it along with everybody else. So, spoilers for A Glitch in the Matrix, because we're going to talk about it. Well, wait a minute. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, uh, ooh, good point. <laughs> um, all right, we'll talk about the things that won't ruin I, it for you. I was, I, was basically, I was basically asking you how was the talk back, not so much. Oh, oh okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about that, because it won't ruin anything. Um, yeah. It was 30 minutes. Uh, that's standard for Sundance. It's just the way they do it. You know, they've got a lot of stuff. they got to get things moving in. So people were mad that it was only 30 minutes. 
because they didn't they, get to go in depth with their questions. Right. They had they had so many questions about the content of the film. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, I I gotta say I agree with them that it was a little bit too short, and our moderator agreed with them. Everyone agreed with them. So people, <laughs> but were, it was, and that, we were all like, "Yeah, at, that's right. It's too bad." But at it's not like they had another screening to get to. But at this point, it's you know twelve thirty a.m. Pacific time, I believe. Well, yeah, which is and, like two thirty a.m. your time. And the thing is that you know, depending on how the zooms are set up and things like that, there might have been another zoom that was starting after that. It's quite possible. It's quite possible. Yeah. But uh, I will say that there was a there was a green room zoom afterwards. Uh, yeah, where I was able to uh, to talk with people afterwards, and that was pretty great. And then everybody started leaving, and it was just me and two people who knew each other. And I <laughs> and th they were very very nice, and I liked both of them. They were cool people. Uh, one of them was the the guy who did the music for it. Jonathan Snipes, yeah. uh, who who you might remember, uh, did uh, that uh, the music in that clipping video that we watched. Oh, he did the music. He did some of that music. He's you know, gotcha. um, I mean, I think it's a three person group, so I don't know how much of the music you know is one hundred percent his, but he he definitely did the music uh, for that and did the music for the film. The music for the film is great. It's I'm not going to say, uh, you know, too much about it as far as because I don't want to, you know, color things one way or the other, but it definitely enhances the experience for sure. Um, and then the other the other person uh, who I'm I'm not going to. Well, I mean, it's not going to be that much of a surprise, I guess. But uh, the other person is a. Uh, sort of an uh, expert, more a journalist type. Okay. And they had um, they had worked because she had written something about his band. And her name is Emily, and I don't know her last name off the top of my head. Uh, and I'm not looking it up because of the rules of the podcast. But <laughs> Emily wrote, also... uh, wrote an article about Jonathan's band, I believe is how it worked out. So they knew each other and she had just moved and they were talking about, uh, their lives and stuff like that. And I could have left. There was a point where I could have left. Uh, and I didn't, uh, and I still like hung out and was trying to, to, um, you know, be social. And I was like, I should be going to bed. This is one of the reasons why I'm, so weird right now it's it's very late for me i actually slept and then i woke up um you know in the middle and did the whole watch the watch the movie again because they gave me a a, a screener first oh and, and then cool. i watched the movie again with the rest of the audience and then we did the q a um and then i went to bed so, after that so and then, so we we oh, know that your, we know yeah. that your voice is in the movie. Is your face in the movie? Okay. Do you want to know, Ben, or do you want to find out what happens? Well, I read that a lot of the stuff is animated, so I'm wondering if they just animated you. Okay. Uh, I'm not really spoiling anything because you already made the guess. I am completely animated in okay. the film. Uh, it is definitely me. Anyone who talks to me for a little while knows that it's me. Um, yeah, but, and, and, you know, I, I will, I will say this. Um, I was not consulted on what I was animated as, but when you oh, watch I... it, know that I love it. And I okay. think it's great. So it's not, it's not like a rotoscope of what you look like. No. Well, interesting. Uh, you could make the argument that it is, but it's a, it's a very uh, tangential. It's a, it's it's. I will I will say that I believe my avatar resembles me. All right. But um, 
you wouldn't be able to if you looked at that and you looked at a picture of a bunch of people who look kind of like me you won't know which one of us it is you know for that statement so, so. If, if there was a so if there was a lineup of all the characters in the movie i would not be able to pick out which one is you or i would oh well no if there was a lineup of all the characters in the movie and and you had foreknowledge that it looks kind of like me you'd be able to know which one was me it's got to be the hair hey man you're a you're a super genius you can figure <laughs> it out that's that's what i'll say Based on your comment, so um, the the one other thing though is that if you were worried that it would make me anonymous, my name appears over my avatar uh, when I first appear. So that's, that's <laughs> and fun. hence your name is getting out into the interwebs because yep. this movie is making the rounds. And and uh, specifically, there was an article, a very nice article in Vanity Fair. Again, written by someone whose name I do not have at the tip of my tongue, and I will not be looking it up because of the rules of the podcast. Right. Uh, but uh, this person wrote something very insightful, uh, which was that the experience that I describe sounds a little bit like a psychotic break. Uh, oh, really? When I was a kid, and he and he was giving an interview with the with the director and asked. You know, hey, um, you know, has he, have you suggested therapy? And I got a chance to write to him on Twitter, uh, even though I have a locked account, his DMs were open. And I said, hey, uh, just so you know, I, you know, first of all, thanks for writing your article. It was good. And uh, thanks for realizing that this experience was kind of terrifying for me. And also, I am in therapy and I'm doing all right. Thank you. And then he wrote back to me and said, good. Uh, you know, I, I, too, have had a similar experience and it's uh, it's not great. So that was something. Um, but I'm name checked in a couple of other articles as well. Uh, they like yeah. me because I I do think about and volunteer the uh, the concept that maybe I am just mentally ill. Kind of. Which is nice. Ah, so. They use you as sort of the uh, way the audience can relate to people for well, those skeptics in the audience. Sort that, of, but we're not, not really... actually living. We're not actually living in a simulation. This is just, these people are just out of their mind. Well, in, but that's the thing is that um, they the reason this is what I would say. Uh, you can jump to the conclusion that the people are out of their minds without me saying that. The reason that I think I'm most relatable is because they're like, oh, this guy kind of gets that that might be what's going on. And it it's like so when you it's like when you see somebody who's a follower of QAnon, but they give you that little glint of, is this a conspiracy or is this real? Um, yeah, um, I, I, I'm, I'm still not thrilled with that comparison. Ben, uh, I have to say, um, but it, it's basically me and a couple other people. I mean, this is, this is the prevalent thing, right? Sure. Yeah. The world may be fake, but in the end, what does it matter? You know, right. in the end, you still have to interact with it as though it's real. Well, uh, it's, it's like that moment in, it's like, it's like that moment in the matrix when, uh, Joe Pantoliano says, why didn't I take the blue pill, right? What's wrong living in the Matrix? Right, exactly. And that's and that's the thing, is that, um, for me anyway, in my experience, uh, not being in the Matrix was really, really bad. Uh, it, everything seemed broken, and, and I felt like I had messed up big time. So, yeah, yeah not great, not great, not great. Uh, but in the same way, uh, even though I'm in it now, even though I'm in the world, I do see some seams sometimes. Uh, there was there was one one post that somebody asked, and, and this is uh, this is fun because I it was 
it was said in a way that it could be interpreted as a slam. And I totally okay. get it. But it's also very insightful and pretty much true. So I accept it uh, on that basis. Somebody wrote, uh, is a glitch in the Matrix what happens when Westerners discover Hinduism? Oh. And, and here's the thing. Yes, I think. Pretty much in my opinion, yeah. But it's it's sort of it's it's sort of misleading because it's not Westerners discovering Hinduism, it's Westerners discovering the illusionary nature of the world without the benefit yeah. of having studied Hinduism. That's the difference. Right. You just you just add a layer of technology on top of it instead of like spiritualism. Right. Or or um you know, like cargo cults. I, you know how I'm obsessed with cargo cults. I don't know exactly what an airplane is, but I know what a control tower looks like, and I know what a runway looks like. I'm going to build a control tower and a runway, and maybe then airplanes will come. Same sort of thing. Uh, this is the only, the only tool that I have to explain what has happened to me is this concept of uh, artificial reality. And so uh, I guess I'm going to use it. Whereas if I had, you know, grown up with uh, more of a, you know, Eastern philosophy background or, you know, a background in Hinduism, whatever, it my, that experience might have seemed completely different. Yeah. And that is pretty cool. The So, yeah, the person, though, uh, was on Twitter. I have a locked account, so I couldn't. I felt okay DMing the uh, the journalist because they had written about me, worried about uh, my sanity in in their new in their um, in their article. I was going to say in right. their newspaper because that's what Vanity Fair is, isn't it? A newspaper? Jesus, it's um, a magazine. Sorry, so, newspapers yeah. don't exist anymore. You know that. So, so I felt okay about that. It's sort of you know. Sort of opened the door for that, but I'm not going to write to this random person about, yes, I think you're right, with the Hinduism oh, thing. Yeah. So, um, here's the thing that I will say for sure I believe that the chances of me getting my feelings hurt by someone, pretty high. Pretty high. Um, Yet you still have the Google alert for your name. Yeah, well, that's the thing, and I, I've talked about this before. I'll, I'll, I'll say it here too. When I was, uh, when I was a kid, I lived in the Midwest. I dyed my hair, right? Yeah. At a time when that really wasn't happening too much, except for uh, you know, in punk circles and all that kind of stuff. And somebody made fun of my hair. And I felt bad about it. And I said, why'd you make fun of my hair? And they're like, well, why did you color your hair like that if you didn't want me to make fun of you? Right. And it, it seems so weird, typical, but it happens uh, with celebrities. Blaming. Celebrity nudes, yeah. right? Well, they should have thought of that before they became famous. What? What? Or they, they should have thought of, in the specific instance of, like, celebrity uh nude photos of celebrities that have been leaked well they should have thought of that before they took nude photos of themselves right exactly and, and the idea is Putting, that yeah okay so i want so i i like talking about simulation hypothesis i i would like to be in this movie about it this is well you know ben even before this movie came, this movie asked for people to come and talk to them way after i had already bored you and all of our friends to death with this idea and then they're like hey someone should talk about this in our movie and i'm like well why not me and apparently they said why not me also but remind when I me did how that you... i didn't say yeah. oh this is going to be great because i want someone to make fun of me finally a way for someone <laughs> to make fun of me yay i've been I've been I've been searching high and low for avenues to expose myself to public ridicule. Remind me how you got connected with the filmmakers in the first place. There Absolutely, wasn't like an I can tell you something. <coughs> exactly what happened. Uh, boing boing, the website. 
yep. had a thing saying, hey, there's this uh, movie that's coming out. Uh, or the, this movie that's being shot uh, about whether or not we live in a simulation. If you've had an experience uh, where you think that's true, contact them here. And then I contacted them. So I actually sought them out. And what was your pitch to them? Um, I told them that I thought that it was super dangerous, what they were doing. Because if it was a simulation, then they're playing with fire by putting out a movie telling people that it's a simulation. And wouldn't they rather not do that? Or if, and then if they were, and here's the thing, right? So that, that was my, that was my pitch. You know, this is kind of dangerous, but if you're doing it, I'm kind of interested also. <laughs> yep. And, and I talk about that a little bit of, you know, I, I think that maybe if we are in a simulation, the simulation wants us to make a simulation. It's a recursive thing. You know, uh, do you ever see Bachelorette, the video no. that Bjork does? No. Ah, uh, you should take a look at it, Ben. I won't spoil it for you. But uh, what about, um, oh, what's the what's the Jim Carrey movie of about uh spotless mind uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless uh, eternal mind? sunshine yeah you, did you see that one i have seen that yes yeah uh, and inception a dream within a dream within a dream you know that kind of thing so right. that's what i think i think if we're in a simulation and we're talking about simulation theory all that kind of stuff i say theory and hypothesis i jump back and forth between it It should be hypothesis but so the a lot simulation say, wants e the simulation wants you to create a simulation because if you believe you are the creators of the simulation, you're not going to go looking for another simulation that is the creator of you. Is that right? Right. Or it's trying to be more efficient at making simulations, and so it made a whole bunch of ah. worlds where they make a simulation, and then the better simulation goes in there, which is, of course, sort of the plot of existence, <laughs> kind of. That's kind of a plot of a Rick and Morty episode as well. Yeah, see, everybody thinks about it. So, so there's that. Um, oh, what I was going to say, though, uh, IMDb, at the time of us talking about it, IMDb only has one review, and it's a negative review, and it talks about how dumb the idea of a, the world being a simulation is. <laughs> and then at the very end of the review, it says something like, but I'll probably still watch this movie. So they haven't even seen it. Yeah. Welcome ah! to welcome to 75% of content reviews on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, someone somewhere along the line thought, well, hey, we don't really need to edit these at all. And so everything is the crank file, Ben. It's like when you go to like a product on, say, uh, an online retailer like Amazon. Uh -huh. And you're looking at reviews, and at the bottom, there's a question like, will this work with my TV or something like that? And inevitably, for anything, there's a, a reply to one of those questions, and the reply is, I don't know, I don't have one. Yes, exactly. Oh, it, especially, I don't know, I haven't bought this product is exactly. one that I've yeah. seen before. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, like, this, these, this, this question and answer session isn't a dialogue between you and some rando. That's not the point of this. And here's the thing. Are they making a joke or do they think it is? It is possible. I think if they think, I think they think it is. I think people want to be involved and why, that's their way. Why are you writing to me? Question mark. <laughs> it's possible for sure. Right. Um, so I am interested in seeing then if something happens with our podcast numbers after this comes out. Ah, because I, your name is connected. It is. And, and the other thing that I'm thinking about is, I mean, I think I know what's going on with this. You know, I did low work and all that, and, and I think I get it. But I may not really understand the impact of having a movie come out in wide release with me in it. You know what I mean? Uh, well, I mean, uh, ask me that question 20 years ago. 
Yeah, how? Because I was in a movie that had wide release 21 years ago? Yeah. 22 years ago? Was the internet as big now as it was then? Mm, well, you know, this was 1999, so yeah, the internet really, was right? it Well, it was a thing, right? I mean, yeah. we had Netscape browsers on the computers on my, you know... Uh, on my college campus, right, on, in the computer lab, but y your average person didn't have a home PC at that time. Did you have, like, 20 people a day writing, are there sheep at you on Twitter, for example? No, I, I did bet not. You, I bet you you would if that came out today. Yeah, probably you know? would have. So, So that's the one thing. I mean... I've already, just due to my job and everything, taken a, a step back from social media. I've got a lot of locked things and all that. But I, I am still I am still concerned a little bit about my fragile ego. And if because because there there are some people who write you know, negative reviews, Ben. I don't know if you know about this, but some people on the internet don't like the things that other people produce. Oh, the last the last time that I looked, uh, Rotten Tomatoes and um, Metacritic both had the movie at like 70%. It's pretty good, I think. But there are some people who are like, um, this movie is... Stupid! Why did they interview these nobodies? Which I, I, you know, I'm okay with that. You know, I, yeah. I am not, you know, a famous person. But then there was one person, I, and I took offense to this, even though it was not for me, right? Because he said he said the similar thing, like, "Why would I want to watch this movie? I don't know anybody who's in it." Or why, why would I? And then he said. And then they have all these people credited as being expert testimony, question mark. And here's the thing. <laughs> I think I think he was thinking that they were saying that I was expert testimony. They're not. I'm listed as an eyewitness. When they say expert <laughs> testimony, they're talking about the... Because they're like, why do people... You know, why are we listening to these people? Because the people that they're interviewing are like, you know philosophy people scientists people that kind of thing that's why are we listening to these people because they're the people that think about and know about this stuff not me again i i, I need to uh, the the professional critics get it the reason that i'm in there is because i am one of these weirdos you know what i mean like, yeah. I'm there well, uh, to be a weirdo. <laughs> I'm not there to be a scientist. I'm not there to be, you know, a teacher. I'm there to be weird. Hmm. I happen to also, you know, a lot of these people find things that I say. Um, uh, I I don't want to say insightful in that way, but, but it shows that I have a little bit of self-reflection, which is, again, good for them. But there are actual expert people in the movie as well. And the idea that this person is mad that he doesn't know who they are is weird to me. Well, that just says more about him than it does to you. Than That's does, what I was know. thinking, too. Yeah. I mean, if you think about documentaries, I was talking to Jennifer about this. If you think about documentaries, a lot of them are full of people you don't know. Until you watch the documentary and then you know the That's person. Yeah, that's sort of the point of documentaries. Exactly. So, uh, I don't know. I'm watching this Earl Morris documentary, and there's some scientist talking about mole rats. Why, do, why am I watching this scientist talk about mole rats? I want to see Alec Baldwin talk about mole rats. Or what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're expecting. So... Yeah. Well, if you're if if you're looking to to save a fragile ego, p exposing yourself online is not really the way to go. Yeah, but then again, uh, now that I've done it, I can still be mad if people are mean to me. 
that doesn't change, Ben. Yeah. That doesn't change, Ben. He remains constant. What does change, Ben? We've been asking that question for years. Oh, hey, speaking about this, Ben, <clears throat> I think there might have been a change in our interaction with our audience numbers. I believe that there may be a correction for us. Why, yes, there is. Were you tipped off to a correction that came in earlier this week? I was tipped off by someone asking what the address for our corrections were. <laughs> well, then they obviously don't listen to the show because we, we tell it in every episode. Well, yeah, but it's also difficult to understand. We might not have also said it yesterday or last week because uh, we because we didn't have any corrections, so yeah. you didn't give the whole corrections spiel. Okay, so um, for those of you, here's the spiel. Are you ready? Get ready for the <laughs> I'm spiel. Ready. Um, so Ben and I made a pact a while ago that we would not look up anything during the show. I I need to preface this with it was really. That I can't look up anything during the show, but Ben also agreed to abide by the rules. Uh, and well, it was just based, in all fairness. It was based <clears throat> on a disastrous episode that was a lot of Ben going, we really should probably stop, and me going, no, no, wait, 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 hold on, I've got it. So now we don't look stuff up, we try to do something from our the tippy tops of our brains, and it's good because we're fighting against what some people call the Wikipedia scholar effect where people think that they know something just because they can look it up, which isn't true. So, But in, also, in, a, in our case, it frees you up to keep the conversation going because now you are no longer required to find the thing that you are thinking of. True enough. You just have to say, oh, well, all right, now I guess that I can't think of that right now. Someone will correct me, and then you move on. Right, exactly. Or that's, that's, I make that's a what guess, made that, and my yeah. guess is incorrect. Or you make a guess. And we call that keeping it wrong. Yeah. And we rely on you, the listener, to tell us if we're wrong about something. Because then the historical record that is this podcast will <laughs> contain the correction in a later iteration. And we do that by asking you to write to us at Ben's email at yahoo.com at gmail.com. Once again, a very difficult email address to decipher. Or On purpose. you can write to us and leave your correction as a voicemail. And that's at um, B10. Is that right? Yep. B10 Long Lag. That's right. And that there's a way to figure out what the numbers for that are. Uh, ben, do you know it off the top of your head? I do not know it off the top of my head, but I do have the uh, the Google Voice page open and the phone number in front of me if people want to know the actual phone number. Oh, yeah. Go, it go. is 216-586-4524. So, yeah, either write to us in that email or call and leave us a voicemail if you have a correction for our show, and we will <clears throat> play it or read it. In a segment that we like to call Corrections. Corrections. Ding. Ding. Well, we haven't done that in a while. Yeah, see, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's nice. Uh, yeah, so anyway, um, last week, this is a correction about something that I said. Last week, I was talking about a certain freshman representative. Uh, and so I'm just going to read. This is from listener Scott. Yes. And uh, listener Scott says, I decided to speak up since it seems you don't get corrections unless Jennifer listens. Last week, <laughs> you were speaking about Marjorie Taylor Greene, the QAnon-believing congresswoman who has called for Nancy Pelosi's execution, among other offenses. What Scott doesn't mention, and he's probably being just too nice to me, I also got Marjorie Taylor Greene's middle name wrong. I don't oh. remember what I said. But I, uh, but I uh, did not get the Taylor part correct. Gotcha. Anyway, so Scott goes on. Um, sh uh, 
she does not represent a district in Florida, as mentioned on the podcast. I mentioned that she was part of Florida. My apologies to uh, all the good people in Florida where I where I assumed uh, this uh, <laughs> QAnon believing woman was a, uh, a, a, a representative of. Uh, I don't apologize to the bad people of Florida, but all the good people of Florida I do apologize to. Uh, apparently, she represents a district in Georgia. Ah! So, just up the I-95. Um, I probably got that wrong, too. Uh, <laughs> but he, he continues, he, he concludes by saying, But mostly, I just wanted to let you both know how much I enjoy the show and to say hey to my old friend Paul. Yeah! Hey, let me tell you, Ben, uh, Scott... And Scott, I'm not going to say your last name. I'll be more than happy to say it if you want me to in another episode. But who knows, right? We want to keep you anonymous <laughs> exactly. if, if you want to. Yeah, Scott is a really good friend of mine. Uh, we went to college together. We were roommates for a time. And he's just a great guy. Uh, really fun. And I miss him. He lives in... Uh, oh, boy. Maybe I shouldn't give him any identifying information. Uh, but he lives <laughs> far away from me. And so or I don't get could, a chance to see you, him. You could try to you could try to take a guess on where he lives, and he'll oh, oh, no. write in again to correct you. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. No, uh, I know where he lives. I'm just not saying where he lives, just in case <laughs> he wants to. How many Scots can there be in Tempe, Arizona? Exactly. And uh, if I gave you his his city and his last name, that would be PII or personally identifying information. Uh, and it's a no, no, it's no bueno. You don't want to do it. Even though I do it to myself all the time. Not for, not for people who just write in once. I mean, we've, we've, we've given full names of people on here before. Our good friend, Stephen McCandless, by the way. Exactly. Uh, People know who he is. Uh, your wife, Jennifer Pratt, Jennifer Fact Checker gets mentioned on here quite a bit. And, uh, and I just found out Andy, friend of the podcast, maybe doesn't want us to use his last name. I don't think we have. But, uh, but yeah, so that, um, if we have it's all on you, that's what made me a little nervous about it. Oh, here's something fun. When my daughter, Betty, who we know about, uh, is talking to her friends online in uh, discord or wherever, uh, I yeah. will go into her room and call her by her name. And she'll always be like, dad, don't dox me <laughs> because, <laughs> you know. I don't think about it, but she is she is open to the internet at that point and speaking with strangers. And so, how do you feel about her speaking to strangers on the internet? Ah, you know, it's different than when you and I were on the internet early early on, Ben. Uh, deepfake might actually make this a problem again, but for right now, you know, she's talking to the people. And they can hear each other, and so they kind of know a little bit more about the age and all that. Yeah. Um, when so I was that's... when I was home from college one summer, uh, we actually did have a a, a computer, and uh, my my dad had, had um, changed my bedroom into his office, and so the computer was in what was once my room and became my room once again during that summer when I lived at home uh-huh after like after my freshman year so I would I would spend I would be up all night on these IRC channels just chatting to randos in whatever channel I could think of you think of a random word or a city or a phrase and there was an IRC channel for it yeah you know like a I don't even, I forget were they hashtags at the beginning of the uh, beginning of the IRC channels I can't remember but, um, yeah, I would just, like, go to the Seattle channel, and there's just a bunch of people there. You say hi. People, you know, it never really got creepy. I, I don't think the, um, uh, what was it, A-S-C? For, was it Age, ASL. Sex, and City? Is ASL. Age, Sex, a- location. location. Exactly. Age, uh, yeah. Sex, Location. That- <laughs> That wasn't really a thing back in 1995, at least in the places that I frequented. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I would be up all night just chatting with randos. I mean, here's the thing: I people who listen to us talk about this, um, we may sound <clears throat> elitist or whatever, but really, and <laughs> Ben, I think you'll agree with me on this. 
before the American onlining of online, the yeah. internet was very self-selecting as far as the type of people that you would normally run into. There were normally yeah, yeah. nerds, normally socially, you know, uh, awkward in real life kind of thing. So, so you were kind of among your people at one point. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, uh, the floodgates AOL opened. had to start giving all those free minutes away. And all the normies showed up. <laughs> and there used to be, you. I don't know if you remember this, but there used to be jokes about it. That people in AOL had no idea what they were doing and, you know, were clueless as far as how to use forum software and all that kind of stuff. We were gatekeepers yeah. at that I time. I wonder how long I wonder how long ago it was when ads for things stopped using the tag in their commercials uh search for something something or AOL word key or AOL keyword. Oh yeah, so that's right. Um man, I I forgot about that. But yeah, that was a while back. Back in the Alta Vista days, yeah. Uh I am still on TikTok. Uh, okay. Still enjoy it. One of the TikToks that I watch has a whole bunch of old commercials for technology from like the 80s and 90s and stuff. <laughs> Love those. Yeah, you can find those on YouTube. Um, and you know, I think that's part of why why I like TikTok so much. It is the randomness of flipping channels. Back, you know, some the the fact that you don't have control over everything you see is actually kind of rewarding in some ways i think are there ads on tiktok um there can be yes but they're they're few and far between like they do a good job i think of peppering the ads in with the rest of the content i feel like um I keep on hearing Edward. Oh, there you are. Edward, come on, buddy. What you doing? Edward is on the stairs, and he's whining for some reason. And here he comes. He's coming down the stairs, Ben. It's Edward, the cutest dog. Edward. Edward is so cool. Does he, I, does he make a cute noise when he uh, when he plops down the stairs? Um, you know, he doesn't really, but he does look like a Muppet. <laughs> he He really does flop down the stairs. There he is. Look at him. So cool. Why are your paws we cold? Can't Did you go outside? We're not we're not streaming this week, so we can't see Edward. Yeah, I know. Here, I'll put him next to the microphone so you can hear him breathe. Here he <laughs> is. This is Edward. Edward, look, it's a microphone. What do you think? I can't tell if he's breathing or not. I'll squeeze him a little bit and make him No, I'm kidding. Uh <laughs> make so... him chirp. Just making sure, is that the uh, the only correction that came in? That is the only correction that we have today. Okay. And no no interaction from the phone line, I'm guessing? No interaction from the phone line. Uh, of course, we also, we, we never mentioned it last week, so if people want to call uh, 216-LUNG-LAG, uh, uh, leave us a message and maybe we'll play it on the air. Yeah, we on will. Most likely. Probably. Yeah. That's what I think. Hey, uh, you want to do another uh, news thing? Do, is, is there any news? Um, oh, oh, the 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 uh, Congress thing. The Congress Anything thing? happened with that? How do you like that? Uh, is that a good question? A good you'll, question about the yeah, news? you'll have to be more specific. I yeah. did see just uh, just a couple uh, uh, hours ago that the Democrats were considering ca uh, calling Donald J. Trump as a witness in the former president's impeachment trial. Huh. Um, which former president is that? Oh, the one they're going to call? Now that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, oh, man. I guess that's I can actually, mention his name as a private citizen, but not as a former president. That's actually a smart move because, you know, he kind of wants to. The thing is, he had most of his impeachment legal team quit because he would not drop the 
uh, election fraud claim from his from his impeachment defense. Wow. And so I, his lawyers were like, nah, we're gone. We're out of here. Yeah. Have more people shown up then? Probably, right? I, I don't know. I've really been paying that close attention to it. I just see, like, the, uh, the, the headlines on Reddit or what uh, Seth Meyers talks about in his Closer Look segments. I wonder if he has a friend. Like an actual friend. Do you think he does? That he doesn't, yeah. I, well, I, God, I, I, I would hope so, but I can't imagine that it's a healthy friendship. Well, and that's what I'm wondering, is do you think that someone who is, like, I'm talking about a genuine friend he would want to hang out with, spend an afternoon with? Yeah, you know, you know it's, not, not it would have to be business, just... Yeah, just like you know, hey Donald, how's your day? You know, that's you know, let's go, let's go bowling. Uh, I, I can only imagine that you know, unless his private persona is vastly different from his public one, that's you know, I I can only imagine that the the friendship, this this friend, is like a such a patient person and wants to help. Right, and that's what wants, I was thinking too. Right? Yeah. If there's wants someone who have, like, listen real to human him contact. when he's sad, that he has no business relationship with, I think that's the key, right? That is the yes. That's the that's the, the key. If that person exists, that person is probably nice. I want to say, <laughs> maybe almost to a fault. Like, like imagine I imagine them saying. You know, you really just have to give him some time and and listen to him. You know, like defending him as a person. Yeah. I, I wish I wish that, that he wouldn't put exists. on this character. I wish he wouldn't put on this character in his public and political uh life. I wish that the public just knew the real him. Or even and he's been like hurt so often that he builds these walls around himself. He doesn't allow anyone in cuz he's so uh, guarded. Apparently, Mary Trump's book about him kind of sets that up in that he was, I don't want to say destined to fail, but the apparently the, the, the Trump patriarch, you know, uh, uh, the, the father, his father, yeah. was like, there was oh, no pleasing him at all. I think and his name so is Fred. And I, yeah, believe, Fred. I believe the reason I know that is from Watchmen, because they had a character named Fred. <laughs> who some people say were was based on Trump's dad. Ah. Well, at any rate, apparently Trump was damaged and has father issues, which is why he has which is why he is his way, you know. Yeah, I mean, the I was I was you know, the big debate came up again about spanking uh should you yeah. spank your kids? Uh the answer is no. I'm just going to say that. And again, if it's, well, my kid doesn't listen any other way. If you spank them more than once, they also don't listen then. So yeah. keep that in mind. You know, I, I don't know. I, it may be, oh, and this is the thing is this is a psychologist who, uh, who was saying, you know, this is bad for you. And somebody wrote in and he was a, he was, uh, you know, personally abused as a child. And the person who was like trying to do a gotcha thing said, well, how many kids do you have? Like, haha, you don't know what it's like or whatever. And he was like, I'm never having kids. Cause I don't want to. Pass I don't want on. what happened to them. What happened to me? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I, it's a, it's a I saw, weird. I, yeah, sorry, go ahead. it's it, it's you would think that it would be something where you could be able to, you you're able to control that right like if you were severely abused as a child uh you know one would one would think that you know if you became a parent you would not but like so many instances um so many instances occur that it's just the opposite the way you treat you were treated as a child is the way you treat your children I saw this horror this horrifying story of this woman who was like kept locked up from her uh by her parents as she was a, uh, when she was a kid like a really young kid too and 
only was brought out of this. They said it was like a hole under the stairs, but there's too much Harry Potter going on there. Yeah. But, you know, maybe it is. She was only brought out to, like, eat and to be sexually abused. And then this this girl was finally freed, you know, was released. And then at the age of, like, 25 was um, convicted of sexually abusing her own children. And so yeah. it's just that people, people get damaged at such an early age. And and that's the other thing too is uh, I mean it's it's even in less extreme ways like you know one thing that would happen to my dad with me whenever he was upset is he would walk away he'd just say fine and then he'd leave and that's something that I do when I'm frustrated uh, yeah. with people is I'll I'll leave and I'll walk around and stuff now the reason that I do it I, I like to think. Is because, you know, I went to um, parenting classes uh, when I was a uh, expectant father. Right. And that's one of the things they say. They say, if you're going to lose your temper, take a walk. Yeah. You know, don't stick around and get angry. Um, but, you know, and I'm like, so I'm doing that. That's not I'm not being my dad, but maybe that's why my dad did it, too. You know? Ah, uh, yeah. there it is. There what is? The sound of the city, Ben. Yeah, there's it's a, been uh, an so ambulance. Long. Uh, Medic One is driving by. Hey, how are things in Seattle, by the way? Uh, calm, surprisingly. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. In fact, I have some news I can, I can spill here. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be moving next month. Where are you moving to? Belltown. Belltown? What's in Belltown? Yeah. Uh, this apartment complex that apparently wants me as a resident. I actually... Uh, so, so I've been in my apartment uh, building for six years now. Yeah. And uh, and in that six years, my rent has gone up uh, to the point to where I was looking at my apartment. I was looking at the building. I was looking at the neighborhood. And I was looking at my rent. And I'm like, you know what? I could probably find a better place. For how much yeah. I'm paying in yeah. my rent, so I looked around, and uh, you know, I had this, I had this great, you know, grand plan. I'm like, I'm gonna find a place. It's gonna have a balcony. It's gonna overlook the sound. It's gonna be great. Um, but no, those those places are a bit out of my price range uh, for where I wanted to live. I wanted to, I still wanted to stay in the city. So, uh, so I found a place in Belltown. Uh, it's still a studio apartment, but it's uh, bigger than mine. It's got nicer appliances. It's a newer building. Uh, and it's just, on the whole, you know, uh, a better place to live, I think, for me, for the amount of money I'm paying. It's My rent is going up, but not by not very much. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so uh, March the, 1st, for I'm going to be moving. At home who may not live in Seattle, can you describe what the Belltown neighborhood's like? It well, it's it's got a number of different characteristics. Um, it's mostly residential, but it does have a lot of nightlife and restaurant culture. Um, and there are there isn't there is an element of um, uh, you know some of some people in the city want to ignore. I guess is a way to put it in yeah. Belltown, but. Uh, it's, it's quiet these days because the, uh, restaurant and nightlife culture have died off. Um, yeah. And it used to be like, they, they, they used to try to rebrand it as the West edge, meaning the West edge of downtown Seattle. But I don't think that really took off. Yeah. Can um, you, can you name a landmark near Belltown? A landmark near Belltown. I uh no, it's just a bunch of office places. It's a bunch of apartment units. It's a bunch of restaurants and bars. Uh now, it's it's between, you know, uh, it's it's right next to the water. So the yeah. uh the Olympic Sculpture Park, I guess, could be considered on the outer edges of Belltown. So so this is the thing. Uh and I wanted to make sure that we were talking about the same same deal. I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, a friend of mine had a condo in Belltown. 
That's totally possible. Paid some money to the sculpture park because one of the reasons that the sculpture park got built, if I'm remembering this correctly, is their pitch to the residents were, if we build the sculpture park here, your view of the sound will be unimpeded. Because ah, I think that's yeah. right, right? Isn't it between the the buildings and the water? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a bit on the northern edge, so it depends on where this person lived. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're not going to develop the sculpture park. Not anytime soon, at least. I want to say that there was a a restaurant that I would go to in Belltown that had tofu skewers. Like, like it was just a, a, a... a piece of fried tofu on a stick, basically, <laughs> that I used to get. Yeah. Uh, the crocodile, which is where we saw Mike Doty a couple times, is in Belltown. Yeah, this is definitely this is definitely the place I'm thinking about then. Yeah, so yeah. it's just, it's not too far away from my current place, but it is a much nicer. It actually used to be apparently it used to be a uh, student dorm for the Art Institute. Yeah, of Seattle. that's right. The but Art Institute when, of Seattle's right there. Yeah. So when the Art Institute closed up shop, they uh, they remodeled this building, and now it's uh, apartments. That's very cool. Then I know I know pretty much exactly where your apartment is. So if I ever <laughs> accidentally teleport to Seattle, I can find you. Yeah, you know where I'll be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. Um. Yeah. I, now I just have to go through the process of trying to figure out everywhere online my address lives and change it. Now, is there a light rail station near there? Uh, that's something I don't know from. The closest light rail is at Westlake uh, Westlake Center. Oh wow! Okay, so you're you are going to so, have a little bit of a jog there. Bit of a walk, yeah. But you know what? At my age, forcing myself to walk more is probably a good thing. That's that's true. Um, you still have a you have a car though, yeah. I do have a car. Are I you not commute with my car though? Are you going to have a a parking space for your car in the apartment? Well, no, okay. not in the apartment. The apartment's too small for my car. <laughs> <laughs> ben, you scamp. But the, I tell uh, you. yeah, I am I am getting a parking spot. Okay, that's that's cool. It's good to know. You know, I, and I'll tell you, if I if I did have a place to park my car on Capitol Hill, I probably would commute by car. But because I don't, there's no parking spaces up here that are yeah. free. Yeah, oh man. You know. I remember and this was what like um wow seven years ago ben seven years seven years um when i was doing spin the bottle it was already difficult to find parking i can only imagine oh, yeah, it's, it's gone up been difficult then. for quite some time yeah but i would have been able to take the light rail now so oh hey yeah. speaking about annex theater sort of obliquely um how's the show going they had a soft opening Tuesday and Wednesday nights. It's a it's a it's a two night show. It's it's it kind of a, unusual in that way. Um, it's apparently it's going great. Every time I tuned in, uh, there was more than fifty people watching. Oh, that's um, awesome! It, it it caters to a very niche audience. I think it's 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 uh it's very. It's very centered on Dungeons and Dragons, and so if that's not your thing, I'm not quite sure how um, how invested you can be into the storylines. But the interesting thing about it is, it's very audience interactive, and so as this as this as this adventure party is getting collected, you decide who gets to be on the adventure party. That's night one is putting the party together. And then wow. night two is actually going on the adventure. And so you as the audience get to determine where the party goes on their adventure. So it's a very interactive theater piece. Well, that sounds great. And it looks great. I got to say, they did, a, they did a good job of uh, setting it up. I'm very happy to hear about that. Um, maybe can you, when, when we're off this, can you send me a link to a thing? And I'll tweet it uh, from, from my account. Just yeah, I'll see if some... I can find a, a link to it. Because you know me, I like Dungeons and Dragons, Ben. You do. You should tune in and watch. I think I, I think I might. This might be something that I'm interested in uh, 
and looking at. Um, so other than that, I think we're we're about we're about to that hmm. point, Ben. Uh, oh, I wanted to say one more thing. Uh, the after after the Q and A, I went to sleep for about four hours, and then I woke up and I went to uh, this party that they had for us, which was virtual. Uh, I put oh, on yeah? Jennifer's Oculus uh, <laughs> Quest. Yeah. And I was in a room with a whole bunch of people. And there was a, a fun little thing uh, where if you were in a group of more than seven people, the eighth person wouldn't be able to say anything. That's Like weird. they couldn't join and they couldn't be heard. So, so, and we couldn't figure that out at first. And then one person said that that's what they thought it was. And so then we would start splitting off and motioning for people to come over if they were didn't look like they could talk. And then we'd say, uh, there are too many people in that group. You can't talk to them. And we, through that collective action, uh, eventually everybody got what was going on. And we'd hop from group to group and talk to everybody. Now, was was this, like, were you using the Quest to connect to your computer? Or was this uh, something like VR chat or whatever? It was like Quest? VR chat. You'd use, uh, you'd use the Quest browser. To okay. go to the Sundance website, and then they would funnel you into the uh, the chat. Did you is... need a VR headset to get inside? Uh, no, you could also go by your browser. You could use your browser. Yeah. Uh, but then it's all 2D, you know. Well, right. well, 3D still, but 3D through that window. <clears throat> right. Th so, 3D, 3D uh, through a 2D space. Exactly. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Um, but the next time we talk, maybe you will have seen the film and then we can talk about it more. Maybe I will have seen it. I'll try to check it out. Thanks, Ben. I would appreciate it. And until then, I ask you to keep it wrong. All right. And uh, likewise, keep it wrong. And I'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week, Ben. All right. Hey, we pretty much bye. dismounted pretty good there. Oh, see, now I talked over to you while you said bye. So <laughs> it's going so Damn well. Damn it. All right, I'm going to shut this off.